Building the Wall Always there had been war between the giants and the gods, between the giants who would have destroyed the world and the race of men, and the gods who would have protected the race of men and would have made the world more beautiful. There are many stories to be told about the gods, but the first one that should be told to you is the one about the building of their city. The gods had made their way up to the top of a high mountain, and there they decided to build a great city for themselves that the giants could never overthrow. The city they would call Asgard, which means the place of the gods. They would build it on a beautiful plain that was on top of that high mountain, and they wanted to raise round their city the highest and strongest wall that had ever been built. Now, one day they were beginning to build their walls and their palaces, and a strange being came to them. Odin, the father of the gods, went and spoke to him. What dost thou want on the mountain of the gods? he asked the stranger. I know what is in the mind of the gods, the stranger said. They would build a city here. I cannot build palaces, but I can build great walls that can never be overthrown. Let me build the wall around your city. How long will it take you to build the wall that will go around our city? said the father of the gods. A year, O Odin, said the stranger. Now, Odin knew that if a great wall could be built around it, the gods would not have to spend all their time defending their city, Asgard, from the giants. And he knew that if Asgard were protected, he himself could go amongst men and teach them and help them. He thought that no payment the stranger could ask would be too much for the building of the wall. That day the stranger came to the council of the gods, and he swore that in a year he would have a great wall built. Then Odin made oath that the gods would give him what he asked in payment if the wall was finished to the last stone in a year from that day. The stranger went away and came back on the morrow. It was the first day of summer when he started work. He brought no one to help him except a great horse. Now the gods thought that this horse would do no more than drag blocks of stone for the building of the wall. But the horse did more than this. He set the stones in their places and mortared them together. And day and night, and by light and dark, the horse worked. And soon a great wall was rising around the palaces that the gods themselves were building. What reward will the stranger ask for the work he is doing for us? The gods asked one another. Odin went to the stranger. We marvel at the work you and your horse are doing for us, he said. No one can doubt that the great wall of Asgard will be built up by the first day of summer. What reward do you claim? We would have it ready for you. The stranger turned from the work he was doing, leaving the great horse to pile up the blocks of stone. O oh, father of the gods, he said, O oh, Odin, the reward I ask for my work is the sun and the moon and Freya, who watches over the flowers and grasses for my wife. Now, when Odin heard this, he was terribly angered, for the price the stranger asked for his work was beyond all prices. He went among the other gods who were then building their shining palaces within the great wall, and he told them what reward the stranger had asked. The gods said, Without the sun and the moon, the world will wither away. 
and the goddesses said without Freya all will be a gloom in Asgard. They would have let the wall remain unbuilt rather than let the stranger have the reward he claimed for building it. But one who was in the company of the gods spoke. He was Loki, a being who only half belonged to the gods. His father was the wind giant. Let the stranger build the wall round Asgard, Loki said, and I will find a way to make him give up the hard bargain he has made with the gods. Go to him and tell him that the wall must be finished by the first day of summer, and that if it is not finished to the last stone on that day, the price he asks will not be given to him. The gods went to the stranger, and they told him that if the last stone was not laid on the wall on the first day of the summer, not Sol or Marnie, the sun and the moon, nor Freya would be given him. And now they knew that the stranger was one of the giants. The giant and his great horse piled up the wall more quickly than before. At night, while the giant slept, his horse worked on and on, hauling up stones and laying them on the wall with his great forefeet. And day by day the wall around Asgard grew higher and higher. But the gods had no joy in seeing that great wall rising higher and higher around their palaces. The giant and his horse would finish the work by the first day of summer, and then he would take the sun and the moon, Sol and Mani, and Freya away with him. But Loki was not disturbed. He kept telling the gods that he would find a way to prevent him from finishing his work, and... Thus he would make the giant forfeit the terrible price he had led Odin to promise him. It was three days to summer time. All the wall was finished except the gateway. Over the gateway a stone was still to be placed, and the giant, before he went to sleep, bade his horse haul up a great block of stone so that they might put it above the gateway in the morning, and so finish the work two full days before summer. It happened to be a beautiful moonlit night. Svadelfair, the giant's horse, was hauling the largest stone he ever hauled when he saw a little mare come galloping toward him. The great horse had never seen so pretty a little mare, and he looked at her with surprise. Svadelfair's slave, said the little mare to him, and went frisking past. Svadelfair put down the stone he was hauling and called to the little mare. She came back to him. Why do you call me Svidalfair, slave? said the great horse. Because you have to work night and day for your master, said the little mare. He keeps you working, 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 and never lets you enjoy yourself. You dare not leave that stone down and come and play with me. Who told you I dare not do it? said Svidalfair. I know you daren't do it, said the little mare. And she kicked up her heels and ran across the moonlit meadow. Now, the truth is that Svidalfair was tired of working day and night. When he saw the little mare go galloping off, he became suddenly discontented. He left the stone he was hauling on the ground. He looked round and saw the little mare was looking back at him. He galloped after her. He did not catch up on the little mare. She went on swiftly before him. On she went over the moonlit meadow turning and looking back now and again at the great Svidalfair, who came heavily after her. Down the mountainside the mare went, and Svidalfair, who now rejoiced in his liberty and in the freshness of the wind and in the smell of the flowers, still followed her. 
With the morning light they came near a cave, and the little mare went into it. They went through the cave, then Svidalfe caught up on the little mare, and the two went wandering together, the little mare telling Svidalfe stories of the dwarves and the elves. They came to a grove, and they stayed together in it, the little mare playing so nicely with him that the great horse forgot all about time passing, and while they were in the grove the giant was going up and down, searching for his great horse. He had come to the wall in the morning, expecting to put the stone over the gateway and so finish his work, but the stone that was to be lifted up was not near him. He called for Svadalfair, but his great horse did not come. He went to search for him, and he searched all down the mountainside, and he searched as far across the earth as the realm of the giants, but he did not find Svadalfair. The gods saw the first day of summer come, and the gateway of the wall stand unfinished. They said to each other that if it was not finished by the evening, they need not give Sol and Mani to the giant, nor the maiden Freya to be his wife. The hours of the summer day went past, and the giant did not raise the stone over the gateway. In the evening he came before them. "'Your work is not finished,' Odin said. You forced us to a hard bargain, and now we need not keep it with you. You shall not be given Sol and Mani, nor the maiden Freya. Only that wall I have built is so strong I would tear it down, said the giant. He tried to throw down one of the palaces, but the gods laid hands on him and thrust him outside of the wall he had built. Go and trouble Asgard no more, Odin commanded. Then Loki returned to Asgard. He told the gods how he had transformed himself into a little mare, and had led away Svadalfair, the giant's great war-horse. And the gods sat in their golden palaces behind the great wall, and rejoiced that their city was now secure, and that no enemy could ever enter it or overthrow it. But Odin, the father of the gods, as he sat upon his throne, was sad in his heart, sad that the gods had got their wall built by a trick, that oaths had to be broken, and that a blow had been struck in injustice in Asgard.